Welcome to the 40th episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and alongside me, I have my co-host and man with plural paralysis, Adrian Pinter. How does it go, sir? General Kenobi's. It goes quite well. How are you? Ah, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm okay, man. I'm okay. What's been, uh, what's been up in your life? What's, what's been happening? What's been going on? Not much, man. I had some nice ham today, some ham and some... Mm. Um, some sausage with deviled eggs and green onions and radishes. Today's uh, Easter Saturday. Easter Saturday today. Mm-hmm. What uh, is this like a Easter type meal that you had? Yeah, yeah, it was. I just had it after work. It was nice, nice little plate of food. Nom nom nommed. My my mother baked some fresh bread yesterday. Ooh, even better. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. It's awesome bread. It's fantastic bread. Um, but yeah, that that's that's really the big event in my life. What what about you, man? What did you eat? What did I eat? What did I eat? I don't know, man. I had ham and I had uh, some loaded mashed potatoes. That's what I ate. I know. I know you love talking about food for, you know, crazy lengths of time on this podcast. And maybe your favorite thing to do on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One thing I realized is that we're ham bros now. We got ham on the same day. That makes us ham bros. Is is that a thing? I don't Mm -hmm. recall that being a thing. It's a thing, dude. It's a thing, dude. We're Hambros. Hambros, Adrian and Simon. Hambros. That's what we are. Okay, then. Sounds good. Let's move on to the show corrections. What do you think? Yes, and I'll I'll deal with this one, man. Don't don't you worry. Before we get there, let's just explain to the audience at home what the show corrections is all about. We want to be accurate on the show, so we just specifically correct ourselves from the previous week's episode every week. So if we made a mistake last week, we are here to make the correction so we are not, you know, spreading misinformation like wildfire. What was the correction that you'd like to bring up, Adrian? Last week, I said Gareth Evans directed the first Godzilla movie, but I mixed them up with Gareth Edwards, who actually first directed the Godzilla movie because Gareth Evans directed the Raid movies. I see. Gareth Edwards also directed Rogue One, Star Wars. Or Rogue One, a Star Wars story. And that's how you can mm-hmm. best recognize his work. Yeah, that was, it was foolish. It was foolish. That was in the montage. I did, yeah. uh, did recall that, but I didn't actually notice because we were so distracted talking about Berserker that uh, he had made that mistake until I edited <gasps> the podcast. And then I noticed. That's a good segue into my second correction. You called me out because I called Berserker a book. And you're like, it's a comic yeah. series, Adrian. It is. There's it only is one issue of berserker out right now oh right now yeah but this podcast you know it will stand the test of time it will be on the internet forever be online people's hearts and minds well at the time of me saying it's a book i was correct and you were wrong you are the fool now okay okay it's fine it's fine it's fine yeah it's fine i'll own my mistake It's, Mm -hmm. it's fine i accept it own it. I do. I do. Speaking of comic books, though, last week at the very end of the podcast, 
I noticed that you started, you know, quipping about Invincible and how you were watching Invincible, the animated TV series on Amazon Prime. You did watch Invincible, didn't you? I did indeed. Yeah, I watched the first three episodes. I know the fourth episode came out yesterday. I haven't watched it yet because I actually watched it with my lover, the first three episodes, and she's into it and she wants to watch it uh, week to week. So I thought I would um, just watch it with her. I already know what happens. I read the entire comic series, so I'm, I'm not I'm not scratching to watch it every like all the right away. So I'm happy that she's enjoying it and I can watch it with her. But uh, yeah, yeah, I really I really love these these first three episodes. Have you seen it? Um, I have. I watched the first two. I haven't watched the third one yet. And then the fourth one obviously just came out again. So I just got to I just got to watch the third and fourth one. But yeah, when I started watching the first episode, I was like, this is very generic. I was not uh, I was not loving it. I didn't hate it, but I was kind of confused as to why you loved it so much. But then it got to the end of the episode and then, you know, my mind suddenly changed. It, uh, it It's pretty interesting, I must say. It's very interesting. I'm intrigued. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that, man. Honestly, it's it's really cool how they're able to replicate that same feeling I had reading um, the graphic novel, like however many years ago, like probably like five, six years ago at this point. Uh, compared to it watching like me watching the TV series. And uh, I know exactly what you're referring to. My girlfriend honestly reacted the same way. She was literally just like audibly being like, what? Like, what the hell's going on? Because it's such a it's such a drastic change of pace at the end of that first episode. And it really sets the stage with how the series is going to move like going forward. Uh, because, again, the, the, the thing I always mention about the show, it's very colorful. And they do a lot of really good things with that like vibrant color that brings you out describe both the comic book series. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the comic book series, but in the show as well, it's very colorful and bright and vibrant. Um, and yeah, like the, the, the thing that it ends up doing very early on that, that explosive color nature really highlights it and it really makes it that extra bit shocking. Um, so I'm really glad that you, you, you had that experience, uh, watching it the first time, because I don't know, man, I, I, I simply remember reading the comic book and like my, my jaw dropped, uh, when that, when that scene in particular happens and it's, yeah, it's, it's quite awesome. It's quite awesome. Cool. Yeah. Cool. 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 Yeah. But, um, yeah, like in, in terms of invincible, like I, I highly recommend people watch it. I'm, I'm very excited for this to like keep moving forward. Um, and yeah, like it's, it's a really, the, the one thing I love about the series as well, that I'm sure the show is going to fall suit is that there really is no status quo. So the shoe keep, sorry, the show, I said the shoe, <laughs> the shoe, <laughs> the graphic novel. And what I assume the show is going to also do, uh, it's just going to keep the story moving forward. Um, and yeah, it never goes back to what it used to be which is one thing I really, really appreciate about it. it. It It's similar in terms of The Walking Dead, where the story, again, there's no status quo. It keeps on moving forward and things keep on happening and, and big things happen that just change the how you perceive, perceive the world forever. So um, yeah, I'm very excited that more people get to experience this amazing story. Yeah, and the cast is honestly incredible. And J.K. Simmons is such a great voice actor as well as a, you know, this actor, actor. And so I, I'm really happy that he's in such a prominent role, at least in the beginning of the show. I don't know how it's, it's going to move forward necessarily. I haven't watched many episodes, but uh, I really do appreciate him. And Stephen Yoon's really good too. Yeah, he's Stephen Yoon is blowing up. Like he's he's being cast in everything. There's a rumor. I didn't really put this into our story, uh, like our news story segment, just because I don't believe that it. I mean, it might not happen. 
that there's a rumor that Steven Yoon might get cast in the next Jordan Peele movie, the next uh, horror movie that he makes. So that's exciting. But mm-hmm. I mean, it may not happen. He's just in talks. So that's cool. Yeah, I heard that too. And then there's Minari. Exactly. I think he was nominated for Best Actor. Did Did he get nominated? I think so. It's possible. Yeah. The, the, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. He did. He did. I'm looking at it right now. It does show that he was nominated for Best Actor for his role in Minari. So that's yeah. cool too. So yeah, he is really blowing up. Yeah, he also has that Netflix series with Ali Wong, that like comedy series. Oh yeah, he got ca- just got cast in that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, also um, it's funny because I, I've been watching, I'm still watching Grey's by the way. Good show, good show, season six. Grey's. Um, Anatomy, sorry. Oh, oh. Yeah, I'm still watching Grey's Anatomy. Really great, good show. I'm enjoying it. Sandra Oh is like one of the main characters in Grey's Anatomy. She actually plays. She is. She actually plays Mark's mother and Omni Man's wife in Invincible. Yeah, she's the lead in the hit show Killing Eve as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I uh, realized actually. Quick aside on the topic of like Killing Eve, that the creator of Killing Eve wrote Promising Young Woman, which is nominated for Best Picture. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, Killing Eve, I think, is also written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yeah, you're yeah. talking about Emerald Fennell, like the director who got nominated for Best Director. Correct. As well, I think that's what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, so I might watch Killing Eve at some point because I've heard really, really good things about that show. It is very well regarded, and it keeps getting nominated for uh, Best Drama at the Emmys, like on a repeated basis. So it's not probably a bad idea. I actually don't know what it's about i realize that i constantly see it being nominated in awards shows but i don't actually know much about it other than the fact that i know that sandra O oh is in it and uh jody comer who keeps getting nominated is in it so anyway yeah. it might be a good one to for both of us to watch potentially yeah i'm, I'm definitely down cool and what else have you been watching I just finished Shit's Creek. I just wanted to mention that because I think it's a great show. It's a Canadian show. Eugene Levy, Dan Levy, uh, both co-wrote the show. They both star in the show. Uh, also stars Catherine O'Hara, who does a great job. Amazing show. Extremely emotional. The ending was fantastic. Man, it, I think it deserved its Emmy wins, its Golden Globe wins. It's definitely worth a watch. Um, again, it's on CBC here in Canada. It's also on Netflix. I think it's on Netflix in the States as well, but it was on pop TV, pop TV in the United States for Mm. quite a few seasons. I I find it interesting that it never really got nominated until the end. I don't think it got that much better for the sixth season, but it got all its nominations for the sixth season. So I think they just, I think Hollywood and whoever nominates for these awards just started to notice that this show was amazing. And they're like, oh, wow, how do we miss this? And they didn't want to, you know, miss the boat, so to speak, because, I mean, there's no no more season seven. The show is done. So I, mm-hmm. I think Shit's Creek is definitely worth the watch. It's only like maximum about 13, 14 episodes at any given season. Most of them, I think they run around 10 episodes per season, uh, 10, 12 episodes per season. So yeah, definitely worth the watch, I would argue. I think that it just gets better and better. And I mean, that's proven, I guess, by the fact that it's won most of its awards in the sixth and final season. Hmm. Is it a half hour sitcom or an hour long sitcom? Half hour, mm-hmm. even easier to get into, even easier. Again, first season, it's good, but I feel like you just have to kind of kind of ease into it. I feel like it kind of reminds me of Parks and Recreation or, or, or even The Office in that way, and that it, those two shows, 
other comedies they they're not they don't necessarily pick up right away so you kind of have to get used to the interesting quirks of the characters and once you get into you know into the characters in like the third episode or so then you start really getting into the show and you really want to see what happens next in Shit's Creek. Yeah, that's definitely on my list. I'll get around to it someday. I just don't know when. Cool, 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 cool. What else have you been watching, Adrian? What else have you been watching? Well, Simon, we made a commitment last week to watch either Godzilla vs. Kong, or King Kong the Kong movie, as you called it, Promising Young Woman, mm-hmm. Yes. or one of them, or neither of them. Or we both made, of them. Or both of them. We made that commitment. And I committed to watching Godzilla versus Kong in theaters on the last possible days, a day I could go to theaters here in Ontario again. <sighs> right, because we locked down again. Lockdown three, the shutdown. Such bullshit. Yeah, now it's called shutdown in Ontario. I just want to throw that call out that we now have a color code that's now white. I mentioned last week that we had gray. Now we have white. They just, they, they just, I don't think they know what colors are, first of all. And uh, it's really just color theory here in Ontario because, I mean, why are you creating multiple versions of the same thing? Now lockdown, the shutdown, slightly different rules. Okay, I'm not going to go off on a tangent about this. Let's talk less about COVID, but I just find this ridiculous. Ridiculous. I just want to go to the movie theaters. That's all I freaking want. Anyways. I do I- too. It makes sense that we would lock down though. The cases are getting ridiculous. The variant is is spreading like wildfire. But we did both go to the theaters. We both saw Godzilla versus Kong. What did you think of it, Adrian? I thought it was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Is that all? That's really, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty unremarkable. I thought it definitely could have used more action. Um, but at the end of the day, I thought it was a pretty fun movie. It was all right. Like, uh, not, I, I thought it could use more action. I thought it could use more action. Uh, I felt like there wasn't enough action, to be in honest. In what way was that exactly? Um, in a way that I found myself not watching action enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. It's all relative because what is action to Adrian? That That's, I guess, the question. I, I should mention that we're definitely doing a closer look episode this week. Uh, I wanted to get into the more nitty gritty details of the plot. A closer look is a segment, or not a segment, but a, a version of our show that we launch as bonus episodes that goes into the more spoiler aspects of content. We review the TV series or movie, but are willing to, you know, dive into specific plot points because we expect that our audience has seen that movie at that time. So we'll launch that episode on Friday of this week. It'll be a closer look, Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, so look for that if you're, if, you're, if you're keen on getting it spoiled for you or if you've actually watched Godzilla versus Kong. But yeah, action is not what I felt the movie was lacking. Hmm. I just think it's puzzling that if you look at reviews, first of all, it's, it's fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. It's at 76%. And I just find that I, I just I, – I like to look at this movie. I don't want to get into too much detail because, again, we're going to spoil it in the a Closer Look episode. So we're definitely not spoiling it here. But I just would like to point out that this movie is way worse reviewed – sorry, way better reviewed. What am I talking about? Way better reviewed than Batman versus Superman. And I find that the – they're both versus movies. They're both these big juggernaut characters going head-to-head in that similarity. It's just funny to me. There's some similarities between the two movies and the fact that, that they are so differently reviewed by Rotten Tomatoes, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice being 28% and this being 76%. I just find that mind-boggling. And uh, I'm definitely going to talk about that on a closer look 
in full detail because I have some things to say. So with that being said, the plot is lacking. I don't like the plot of this movie. And it leaves something to be desired. Mm. I think I think there's enough plot. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like, like the plot to me wasn't the problem. Really? I thought the, yeah, like, honestly, I don't really care. Like, I came to watch, so there's, like, this snippet before the movie happened, and it's a- Adam Wingard talking, and he literally says, like, you know, who's like, the director? Yeah, who's the director Adam of this Wingard, movie? the director of the film. Yeah. yeah. And, and he, he's, he's, like, being interviewed, and he's like, you know, like, people came to watch this movie to see, uh, like, King Kong and Godzilla fight on a boat or something like that. You know what I mean? And, and not for anything else. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly right. I was so hyped. I was like, hell yeah. This entire movie is just going to be action. It's going to be a, a, like an hour and a half fight scene. I'm all into it. And it really wasn't. It's like a pretty slow beginning. And then, I mean, not necessarily a slow beginning. You know, Godzilla's like tearing up shit. And, you know, th- then eventually there's that like Godzilla King Kong fight scene. But then there's like a long lull period in the movie. Um, like in the midway point where just not much happens like stuff happens like the plot moves forward but again i don't care about this plot i just want to see two monsters fight each other and it took too long to get into that latter half of the action which was pretty good but it just didn't feel long enough and that's my opinion of the movie um, i find that you might i i i feel like again in a closer look i might be able to convince you that you actually don't like it because the plot is poor and i, I just find that the I think you, I don't know, it's a hard one, but okay, so for me, I just watched Kong Skull Island, I watched Godzilla King of Monsters, and I watched the Godzilla 2014 Godzilla movie, uh, pretty much back to back to back, uh, starting with the Godzilla 2014 movie, and then moving onward um, during the week last week, mm-hmm. or this, this past week. And so for me, they're all fresh in my mind. This is by far the most incoherent plot. It is not the least action. In fact, I think it's the most action. And that's why I think people forgive the plot, in my opinion. If you look at reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, I was going through some of the top critics. And a lot of them are just saying the same thing. It's that the plot its so much action and so much is going on that you just, the plot is the 74th, I think one of the reviews was saying, the, 70, the 70th uh, point on your list in terms of priorities. Like you just don't care about it. Which is just, I just don't agree with this. Like, I think that a plot is very important. And if you don't have a good one, you kind of, I'm not invested in these characters at all. Um, and that's the issue for me is that I just mm. didn't feel that invested. I found that the the score was quite good. I found that the spectacle was quite good. I think that the, like, there's a, a fight scene in Hong Kong. And I think the lights of that city, I kind of wonder why every city isn't like that. Mm. <laughs> Actually, I was thinking about that. I was like, wow, this city looks really nice. Yeah, I agree with you. Shout out to Hong Kong, I guess. But yeah. No, I, I definitely uh, agree with that. I thought like, I was like, this is such a nice aesthetic. I feel like we don't see this enough in like Western movies, like, like these like incredibly vibrant, bright, like, you know, just cities and stuff like that. It's, I mean, like you get New York and everything, but uh, I don't know. It's just a different feeling. It kind of reminds me of like Blade Runner in a way like this, th- that over vibrancy, even yeah. though it's like something on earth currently. Yeah. Cyberpunk is mm-hmm. kind of the genre that I was, I was getting from it. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. I just, uh, yeah, I felt it was lacking in, in a lot of ways. But action, I feel like it was action-packed. I know what you're talking about in terms of lulls, lulls. Like, I get that. I understand. But I just find that it, I don't know. It's just one of those things that I feel like, like there's always, it's ne- it was never a dull moment. They're always doing something. They're always going somewhere. But it just, the the elements of the plot to me that were major holes and the, the lack of character development is kind of what turned me off i just didn't feel invested in the characters and that's the ultimate reason why i think it's not a very great 
very good movie compared to the other ones. The, my favorite one by far in this quadrilogy or whatever it might end up being is uh, Kong Skull Island. I think that's a funny movie. There's a lot of great action in that film. It's got the best cast out of all the options. Um, I think that that is the best one. Best music for sure. It takes place in the 70s and 80s. Just great aesthetic. And uh, it's like it has these Apocalypse Now type vibes with the helicopter shot, you know, uh, through the sunset. I just love that. I just think that that movie is so fun and so... It's not the greatest movie in the world, but it's just Samuel Jackson's amazing in it. You got Tom Hiddleston playing this like Indiana Jones type character. You got John C. Riley playing a crazy guy. Come on. There's nothing better than that. And then there's this movie. It's like boom, boom, smash pretty much the whole time. And then they, all the moments they kind of want to kind of have this co- connection with the like this human. I don't know. They're trying to almost humanize things and, mm-hmm. and bring this bring the character development i just they fell flat and they didn't feel interesting because they're not good the characters were just none of them were likable in my opinion that's the problem none mm-hmm. of the characters were likable and that's why i couldn't be invested i think that the action sequences were quite good but there's nothing in between that was interesting because the characters aren't like yeah fair enough yeah. again well i'll get into detail for sure a closer look i'll i'll tell you i'll rip i'll rip the, <laughs> the plot a new one okay if you were to rank the four movies how would you rank them uh for sure. Good question. Wow. Look at this guy. <laughs> I got, uh, you got Kong Skull Island for sure at number one. You got Godzilla, the 2014 Godzilla movie, number two. Yeah. Uh, it's a close second with King Monsters. King Monsters, honestly, is not well reviewed by Rotten Tomatoes, whereas Godzilla, the 2014 movie is like 80% or something like that. I think it could be pretty even. Like I'm surprised that like it's 60% for King of Monsters. That didn't make any sense to me. But King of Monsters is in number three, but close close third to number two for number two. And then we got uh, a low a low fourth. We got Godzilla versus King Kong hmm. versus Kong or whatever it is. Which ones do you rank? Like what do you rank first and, and last? Um, I think I tend to agree with you. Like Skull Island is probably the best one um, in that quadrilogy. Um, so I'd, I'd probably put it at number one. However, I, I would honestly put Godzilla King of Monsters as a close second. I really like that movie. I think it that, is quite good. Yeah, I like don't I, hate it. Yeah, like I think that movie, although it probably maybe it doesn't have as much action as this movie, there was a larger variety of monsters and action to be had. Maybe that's why yeah. I found it a little bit more interesting. And and I was more willing to just wait between these like random plot points that again I didn't really care too much about. But I, I had a good time and I was excited to see like how another fight would unfold because it's again, just more variety as opposed to just two monsters going at each other. There's like fucking eight, which was super cool. Um, and then I'd probably put Godzilla versus Kong and then Godzilla at, at last. I didn't, I, I did not like that Godzilla movie directed by Gareth Edwards. You put the Godzilla 2014 movie at last. Mm-hmm. No, oh, that's a, that's a puzzler there's just not enough action in the godzilla like 2014 movie i always kind of felt like the movie was really godzilla like the 2014 the first godzilla i feel like it was really designed to be like again it's it's about the human connection it's more about the humans involved in the story and and godzilla was more of the setting and i think that i like that aspect because like this monster mash big big boy smash smashy smashy i don't know what the point that's too much what's the point of this it just seems like it's just, I don't know, to, to what end? There's too many people dying in these buildings, getting crushed. I, I don't know. Yeah, actually. Godzilla King of the Monsters is actually 42% of Rotten Tomatoes. It's the worst reviewed one, which mm. is just, again, that's an even bigger puzzler. Because that movie, 
I don't agree that it's where you say it is in terms of your list. Well, I guess I kind of do. It, it could have been the second best, but I just find it's interesting, actually. That one actually does have that humanity connection, and it, and it does, I don't know, it's, it is. The, the monster fights are kind of great, and the villain is kind of interesting, too. I, I actually don't dislike that whole dynamic, so I don't know. It's an interesting one. It's definitely a series that I think is worth watching. It is interesting in King of the Monsters how many different monsters are fought. It's a it's definitely an interesting variety. Yeah. Hmm. Okay then. Okay then. Should we leave it here and then uh, talk more on the a closer look episode? What do you think? Sure, man. I recommend people watch this movie. It's a pretty fun time. You do? I don't. <laughs> Actually, I shouldn't I shouldn't say that. I I don't hate it. I think people will like it because it's a ride. It's a wild ride, but I don't think that it's a good movie. That's what I'll say about it. I had an an argument today with a colleague at work that was, he was basically saying that a movie like this doesn't have to have a plot. And I'm like, that's not, that's not a thing. I I don't agree with Mm -hmm. that. And I just, he was saying to me that Mad Max Fury Road had a bad plot. And my answer was, no, it didn't. <laughs> that, 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 was where, that was where we went with that argument. He's like, in Mad Max Fury Road, they go to a place and then they go back from that place back to the original place. And I'm like, there's more to it than that. I mean, every movie, if you want to break it down, is exactly that plot. I mean, it didn't have a complex plot, mm-hmm. but complexity is not the, should not be the judge. It's just the final judgment of a, of a plot's greatness yeah there's the dialogue and i mean look look at it for instance look at quentin tarantino's movies his movie like uh, a lot of his movies take place in a very small setting like the hateful eights in one house almost the entire time that's not a that's not a i don't call that a bad plot because of that Silly. yeah i mean like mad max has character whereas godzilla versus kong doesn't as much but i, I do actually agree with uh, this co-worker of yours then I, I don't think this movie re- not relatively needs i would have been pleased with an hour and 50 minutes of two monsters just beating the living shit out of each other that's not a movie then that is a just movie. play a video game just play mortal Kombat, or you know just do something else What's simon, the point of this simon simon yes i'm not good at fighting games it doesn't have to be a fighting game you could pl- play a different game that that's that's more exciting for you that's not the whole point mm. i don't know even John Wick, I, I think John Wick has a plot. It's not the greatest plot in the world. I still follow the plot. I understand it, the aesthetic of it, the idea of the continental. I like that idea, that hotel. There's lots of great elements they put their heart and soul into, even though it is mostly John Wick shooting people right in the square in the head. It's not it, repeatedly, many times, almost too many times, and it kind of makes you a little noxious at, mm-hmm. at the end. That's still... A plot, it still exists and they're still doing something and they're still getting somewhere and they, you still feel invested in the characters. Mm-hmm. I want to be invested in the characters. Does that make sense? Yes, it you, makes sense. Do you not want to be? Is that you're saying you don't need to be invested in Kong versus did you not did you not take a wager on who would win? Did you not think, oh, I want this person to win or, or that monster? <laughs> it's funny you say that because uh before I watched the movie, like literally that day I was at work. And someone asked me, like, oh, who do you think is going to win? And I literally said, I honestly don't care. I just want to watch two monsters beat the shit out of each other. So you just want to watch a CG movie. You just want to see a movie of CG fighting. Sometimes. 
That's interesting. I have never, I've never had the urge mm. for this. But anyway, in my opinion, though, that definitely does not make a good movie, though. Like to have this rated at 76% on Rotten Tomatoes to me is extremely puzzling. Extremely. I just don't understand how you get that score. And a movie like Batman versus Superman is 28. I just don't understand where where did you where's the correlation? I just I I I don't know. I don't know. Me neither. I guess we'll leave it there. Alrighty. Then let's move on to the news, shall we? No. Okie dokie, artichokey. Let's begin with a small collection of more focus stories that have been particularly pertinent this week. Number one, as reported by publication Variety, the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus TV series has added some incredible names to its cast list. Initially, it had been announced that Ewan McGregor would reprise his role as the titular character with Star Wars actor Hayden Christensen returning as Anakin Skywalker. In early March, we learned that Game of Thrones alumni Indira Varma had joined the supporting cast. And now, upon Disney's new casting announcement, we know that actors Kamal Nanjani, Moses Ingram, Joel Edgerton, Rupert Friend, O'Shea Jackson, Simon Kessel, Benny Safdie, Sung Kang, and Bonnie Pius have all been hired on as well. The Kenobi series will follow McGregor's Obi-Wan 10 years after the events of Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Production will officially begin in April, 2021. Adrian, what do you think of this Kenobi news? Oh, Kenobi, General Kenobi, that's you. Oh my gosh, what a twist. How could this be happening? We're talking about your show. <laughs> um, I'm quite excited. I'm quite excited for this. Uh, this is probably one of the things I'm most interested in that's coming from Disney+. Plus. I mean, I love Ewan McGregor. I think Ewan McGregor is fantastic and practically everything he's in even bad movies he's good in um and you know i love his obi-wan character i think that's one of the biggest saving graces of the prequel trilogy um what has me most interested in this i know we already knew about it but i'm like super stoked to see hayden christensen come back as anakin skywalker i think that's that's going to be just really great to see and uh honestly this cast like this this cast being announced it's it's a solid cast there's there's some really i mean camille nanjiani is an incredibly like popular actor, especially these days. And, you know, he's now in Star Wars and Marvel. Um, and I'm curious, has he been in a Disney or a Pixar movie? Hmm. Isn't that a good question? He is blown up, though. I completely agree with you. Like, he, he's in so much neat content. Like, specifically, Big Sick is awesome. I feel like that's when it started to go really well for him after Big Sick. But... Silicon Valley is incredible. Again, he's cast in the Eternals, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's in a Disney or Pixar movie, honestly. I'm kind of looking at this on IMDb as I speak. I don't see anything. But honestly, it's a matter of time. Mm -hmm. It's got to be. Um, but yeah, he's he's fantastic. Yeah. To go back, though, to your first point, Hayden Christensen in this, what do you think his role is going to be? Like, is he going to have... Is he going to have the mask off at certain points? Is his face going to be becoming deformed and kind of very white and bald? I don't think we're going to see him without the mask on. Like, I think he's going to have the mask on during this entire time and we're just going to hear his voice or possibly do some like flashback scenes with them. Um, but yeah, like, I, I don't know how you can effectively show 
you know, Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader without with the mask off when he dies without the mask on. You know what I mean? I just, I just feel like that that it's odd. Like I, my assumption is it's going to be flashbacks, and then he's just going to be the guy in the suit. But uh, I might be wrong about that. I don't I know. See. What, what do you think? I don't know. That's why I'm. I was just curious what you thought because I'm, I'm kind of puzzled by the fact that he's even in this. I knew that he was in this. This was announced a while ago, but I just find that this is one of those things that I, I guess you're probably right. Probably flashbacks. Like, are they going to maybe show his face just becoming? that other face as time goes on, as he ages. And I guess it's 10 years later, so maybe not. I don't know. It, it is 10 years later after after Revenge of the Sith, so perhaps not. I, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting one. It, is, is Darth Vader going to fight Obi-Wan as well? I think we talked about this previously on a different episode, but are they going to fight each other prior to A New Hope? Is that something that's going to happen? Yeah, like that's what I don't know. My assumption is that they will, but... I think I think Ken actually debunked this uh, when when I mentioned it on, on that episode where I felt like uh, Obi Wan like specifically says like I haven't seen you in however many years but he just says I haven't seen you in a long time in A New Hope so it's uh, it's possible that this won't be a plot hole um, or anything and and we might ha- see them um, have like a have a have a fight which I, I I feel like that would almost be a missed opportunity not to show like an Obi Wan Darth Vader fight scene while like. It's you and McGregor Obi Wan and is like prime, arguably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exciting. The, the cast, otherwise, I, I was kind of interested also to see Benny Safdie, who's one of the Safdie brothers. Who you, did you realize that? One of the Safdie, like the Safdie brothers, who did wrote um, and directed um, uh, Di- Diamond Movie, Gemstones, Righteous. Ge- no, 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 no. Adam Righteous <laughs> Gemstones, Adam Sandler, Uncut Gems. <laughs> Sorry, Uncut Gems. I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. I had to and good that. time. He's they're also known for good time. Did you ever watch Good Time? No, I haven't gotten around to it. I brought it up that I Me wanted either. to watch it a couple of times with my lover, but she she tends to turn that down. And we'll we'll watch something else. Um, it's incredibly well regarded. That's a worth it watch. And I think that the reason why Adam Sandler chose to do Uncut Gems is because he had watched Good Time and saw how how incredible it is. Mm-hmm. Did she? I can't remember. Does your lover, as you call her, does she like Robert Pattinson? Yeah, she likes Robert Pattinson. Like she likes Twilight and all. I that thought stuff. she did. Oh, she liked Twilight. That's mm-hmm. right. Okay, I'll stand by that. That Twilight soundtrack, so good, still so good. Look, I, I still yeah. listen to it. Say what you will about that terrible movie series, because it's just not good. The the series in general, the plot is terrible, in my opinion. I don't know. It it's just it seems ridiculous. It, it seems almost rushed in every movie. It just it doesn't seem good. But that honestly, you're correct. That soundtrack is phenomenal. It's it's incredible. It's like an absolutely incredible soundtrack. I still listen to that Twilight movie soundtrack. You're talking about Twilight One, the first one. Yeah, yeah, the first Twilight movie. New Moon actually, which is I think the second movie, has a pretty decent soundtrack too, but not as memorable as the first one. And then I I didn't watch the the rest of the movies. I only watched the first two. I see. Yeah, I see. So I don't know like how bizarre the plot gets. It's probably not great, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think I watched the first three or something. I don't know. I don't. I want to wipe it from my memory. I I was not. I was not a fan. The first one's ridiculous. so good. Remember that baseball scene where then they're when they're playing baseball? Yeah. That's a wow. That's a cool scene. Oh, it sure is. And then they play that one song. They really wore those baseball outfits well. The Why did they wear the baseball outfits? I don't know. It's a little bit bizarre. Yeah. But uh awesome soundtrack. 
that that baseball scene is a good scene simply because of what's the song that plays. Let me let me look it up. I know exactly which song it plays. Is it? Um, well, you don't know it actually. Clearly, you're literally looking it up. Yeah, I know. I forget the name, but it goes like i don't know the oh lyrics god please stop please please stop oh my god stop it you know what i mean you know what i'm saying oh my god it's a good song good song why the hell isn't the twilight soundtrack on youtube music youtube music sucks if it wasn't for like not getting ads on youtube because of it i would literally not use youtube music anyways that's the end of my piece what were you talking about? Did you find the song? Oh, no, no. The song. You're looking up the song, uh, man. I get I get I'm waiting for you to find the song. Come on, man. I think Disney Plus, uh, by the way, just to, just to go back to the actual story about the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. I am excited for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. I'm Again, I, we've talked about this on our previous podcast episodes, but I do not like the episode by episode releases. It's not working out for me. I don't really like it. I liked it on The Mandalorian because each episode seemed to conclude. And they really timed it really well, so it made a lot of sense. I liked it on WandaVision, honestly, because it felt like that's what it should be. It's a literal sitcom. Let's end the episodes, and then you literally can have like a distinct next episode based on the fact that you ended it. Captain Falcon and the Winter Man, that, that show is just, honestly, if you look at the... It just feels like it's jarring when each... Well, not jarring, but each episode ends, and it just feels like... Not much happened, or almost too much happened. Yes. It, Why is it both? I don't know, but it feels that way. By the way, the song is called Supermassive Black Hole by The Muse. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. But um, uh, you know, isn't that weird, though? Like, yeah. we're on episode three now. So at this point of this taping of our episode, we're on episode three of um, Captain Falcon and the Winterman. And it, 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 it's good. I like it. But it just feels like nothing is – we're not getting anywhere. And it's going so slowly that I'm like, I got to wait. And I, I'm not really, I don't feel that invested because it just feels like they've, as you said, it almost feels rushed, but also not enough is happening. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't put my finger on it, but I know it's getting reviewed incredibly well. And like it's, it's viewership is at an all time high, but I don't know. Like it, the episode, the third episode actually was reviewed the worst on Rotten Tomatoes. If you look at that, so that I'm I mean, not surprised kind of waning on people. I think the second episode succeeded. There was a lot of good, I feel like a good banter between uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So that 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 helped. And then third one, again, I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm just not going to say it. But I just feel like, again, it could be progress a little more distinctly. I don't know, finish a plot of some sort at some point. There's just nothing finishing by the end of the episode and then when the episode ends i'm like oh that was the end of the episode i had no idea yeah i don't it know just what the feels hell like a long movie like a long movie cut up into six parts I, I think you described that either on last week's episode or i think so i think you described yeah. it on last week's episode or i mean we don't talk outside this podcast so it couldn't have been outside this podcast exactly so. it's funny because i feel like uh zach snyder's justice league it being in divided into six parts feel more like a TV series than Falcon and the Winter Soldier does. Yeah. In a way, yeah. <laughs> as as ridiculous of a statement as that may sound. But I, I actually feel like, feel that way. I can see that. Not that I dislike it. Um, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I, maybe I'm just, I'm just not overwhelmed by it. Like, maybe overwhelmed is not the right word, but I, I'm just not blown away by it. Whereas WandaVision, I was just gen- underwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 
WandaVision, I, I definitely was blown away by like every episode. I, I was like, oh man, I can't wait until the, la- like the next, next week. Really the only episode I felt uh, was a little bit lackluster was actually the finale um, where they, they had like a fight scene where I was like, I just can, I, I don't care about this fight scene. I'd rather just have these like more human moments. And again, but at that time, I mean, the, the show was done. Yeah. So I guess you don't have to worry about it anymore. Exactly. Um, but yeah, like week to week, I, although I wish I could have had WandaVision all at once, I, I do understand like your point, like where that, that show worked as a week to week show. This show, I feel like it doesn't. And um, it's not, it doesn't even feel like it is a TV show though at all. Mm-hmm. Like you can watch a show, like even the Grey's Anatomy, the show episodes end. Yeah. Like they really do wrap up. They have a beginning, middle and end. It is an episodic show, mind you, but like, this is completely serial in the in a way that a movie is serial. Like it just feels like I stopped watching a movie and now I have to wait a week to finish the rest of the movie. It's so weird. Like it's not like I've done that before actually. I don't there's some weird notable movies that I've actually watched like half of and then just come back to it a day later or or after I got back from work. I think actually Shining, The Shining from when I watched The Shining for the first time, I I watched half of it and then I went to work and I came back and I watched the rest. And I was just thinking about The Shining actually the whole day and how interesting it was uh, at the time. And, and so I just, I don't know. It just feels like that, except I'm not waiting till I get home from work. I'm waiting for a full week. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't, it doesn't work. I wonder, are we the only ones saying this? Because I didn't notice any reviews that were really, that were saying that. So maybe we're in the minority. Uh, but I just find that now this time, I really do feel this way. I agree with you now. Whereas again, on WandaVision, I didn't not agree with you. I just don't think that, I, th- I do think it lends itself to epi- like that kind of episodic structure where it's week to yeah. week. I'll be honest. I don't really read reviews uh, of, of that stuff. Like I haven't read. Well, not it. reviews, but even online, you might've noticed it on Instagram or social media or friends not- mention it to you. I just wonder if, are we the only ones talking about mm-hmm. this in general? It doesn't have to be reviews. I just, yeah, it's possible. I, I don't know. I, I haven't really heard of it. One of my coworkers kind of feels the same way. Where he just feels like, yeah, it, it almost like like he would prefer it all at once. But we haven't dived too deep into that. Let me be honest with you. I don't know. Like, what do you think? Do you think Obi Wan is going to be more similar to this sort of like where it's going to just be a long movie that's separated into parts, or do you think it's going to be a little bit more episodic, kind of like what the Mandalorian is? Um, or hell, do you think it's going to be like Wandavision, where every episode is still complete, but it feels very serial still? I have a feeling they're going to do a couple of time jumps in the Kenobi series. So I actually do mm-hmm. think they're going to, I think that the, the lengths of the episodes are going to be really random. Like the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian lends itself to that style too, because they planned out their episodes distinctly. They know where the chapters end and they called them chapters. If I'm not mistaken. So like they knew it, that's, it's like reading a book. Like you're really, you're chaptering it off. Like I think Kenobi might be the same way, especially because it's also part of that, Star Wars Disney Plus series run. I think that there's a good chance they do that. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll make it a giant movie. It's hard. It's really hard to know at this point. But the fact that they're already jumping ten years, they could do a couple time jumps in the show to make it compelling. Or maybe they're going to tell one story. I don't know. Yeah. They, they could. I actually more. Uh, I, I shouldn't even say that. I kind of want them to tell one story, one interesting story in in Kenobi's life. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I'm curious. Uh, the, you do mention like how, yeah, like Mandalorian separated into chapters. And again, they announced like the Boba Fett series and it's literally called the Book of Boba Fett. So maybe they'll keep that sort of trend where they'll make every episode good like call. a chapter. Maybe they'll continue that for the. Um, yeah, it's a good call out, actually. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious if they'll do that for like all the Star Wars shows, but I don't know, I'm pretty much open to anything. 
again, I don't, I don't dislike Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I just, I just wish I had it all at once. That's really my biggest gripe about it. And I feel like yeah. this show would definitely benefit of just being bingeable. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Cool. All righty. Number two, as reported by Variety, Netflix has just purchased the rights to writer-director Ryan Johnson's Knives Out 2 and 3 for a whopping $450 million. The 2019 Knives Out film made $311 million at the box office, was billed as an Agatha Christie-inspired whodunit-type movie, and actually garnered Ryan Johnson an Oscar nomination for Best Original Screenplay. The new massive Netflix deal will see James Bond star Daniel Craig reprise his role as Detective Benoit Blanc in both sequels. Adrian, I know you really enjoy Knives Out. What do you make of this news? This is pretty wild. Am I am I right? Like for for one, like Knives Out is an awesome movie. I really, really like that movie. I like Ryan Johnson as a director. I love Looper. Um, everyone knows our opinion on The Last Jedi. We haven't bashed Rise of Skywalker in a while. Rise of Skywalker sucks. Uh, but yeah, like I, yeah. I, I think uh, I think this is pretty wild. Like I can't think of this sort of thing happening where a streaming giant buys the rights to sequels of a movie. Like, can you think of this ever happening? And maybe I'm sure like maybe there is something, but I'm just not thinking of it. But yeah, this seems pretty nuts to me. Not that I recall at this money value. This is a lot of money. $450 million is, I think, not the record, but it's close to buying rights. Like, they didn't buy the property. They bought the rights to make it. It is odd. It is odd in that it's very expensive. Knives Out is very good, though. And Knives Out is actually wasn't made... It's weird, actually. Knives Out was made for like $80 million or something. So they, they, they definitely turned quite a bit of profit. But it's funny, actually... It was made for $80 million. If they make the next two movies at $80 million a piece, they're at $160 million. They bought the rights for $450 million. Like the first movie only made $311 million. So it's, I don't know, it's, it's a little weird. Do you, like, <laughs> like, do you think if, this is one of those movies that they'll still release into the theaters as well? Because again, the, the original Knives Out was like Oscar. It, it didn't get nominated for Best Picture, right? Uh, no, no, I don't believe but, so. But like Ryan uh, Johnson did get nominated for, for an Oscar for it. So like, do you think this is going to be one of those movies that they'll release in theaters as well? Like oh, a couple weeks before they put it on Netflix, it'll fall like the Uncut Gems marriage story sort of thing. Or do you think this is just going to be boom, put on Netflix? Here you go. And another question, if they do the boom cut on Netflix or like boom, throw it on Netflix before you go. At this point, do you think they're considering doing a premium rental or a premium premium, whatever the fuck Disney's calling it. That's stupid fucking thing that they're doing. Premier access. Yeah. Do you think, do you think this might point to Netflix doing something like that? Not to, not to talk about doom and gloom, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. Like what, what do you think? Do you, let's start with the first one. Do you think that this is going to be a movie that's going to be released in theaters as well as on Netflix? Is this a tent pole? Like, is this supposed to be like their, they're crazy blockbuster. Not really. Like if, if anything, the gray man is their, you know, is their cream of the crop type movie that they're, they're going to hope to make millions of dollars in subscriptions from. I don't think that they're going to make this movie premier access. And if they do, they're kind of foolish. They, they really should be banking on the idea that this movie made $311 million at the box office is not black widow. 
it's designed to be like imagine Mulan if it had released in cinemas would have probably made over five hundred million dollars. Yeah. This is made three hundred and eleven million. But this must be so bigger I than Cruella. No, actually, I don't think so. Hmm. Like the Knives Out first movie, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think it will. It, it, Cruella would have made more money in theaters. That's unbelievable. It just won't now because of COVID. Who the fuck wants to watch Cruella? Who wants to watch Cruella? It is weird. I agree with you. It is an odd one. Again, it's premier access. You're right. So maybe it is going to be premier access for the ridiculous inconsistency that is Disney. Like, I mean, if this, if Netflix follows the same footsteps of what Disney is doing, then yeah, I guess you're right. Because Cruella is like the weirdest property to make it at premier access. But they seem to just choose random properties to make premier access, though. Every one of them is this odd. Mulan, Rye and the Last Dragon, Black Widow, and Cruella. Mm. Oddly, actually, not that there's, I'm sure there's any correlation, but they're all female lead movies. I just realized that. That's odd. Yeah, because the, the next Pixar movie, Luca, is not, weirdly. Soul wasn't. Right. There's Pixar's my dad lead. a bit, pair of pants wasn't. Is there sexism here? Is there sexism, Adrian? Oh my God, it's reverse sexism, as some people would call it or whatever. Yeah. A conspiracy theory. A conspiracy theory for the ages. Run with it, audience. Run with it. Where you heard it here first. Is you don't Lola that. Bunny's boobies? Oh yeah, that's right. Reverse sexism is right. Actually, that's just sexism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, I- I'm excited for this. Regardless, I like Ryan Johnson. The Last Jedi is a fantastic movie. I'm. I want to see this. I'm curious to see what the number two and number three are i just i don't know i don't really understand the the money they made on it versus the money you're spending on it because I, I don't really get that so I, the math i was doing before that i didn't completely finish is that they spent 450 million but the movie only made the first one only made 311 million so i'm assuming they're hoping that it makes more money because theoretically if they're going to spend the 80 million plus 80 million on two movies on two sequels i mean that plus the $450 million is gearing up to be close to the cost. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But yeah, like how, like, how is this going like, to make that money? What are you making? Like how is that going to make that money back if they're if they don't do the theater route, right? So that's- right, right as well. And the theoretically, they don't make, they don't add it to theaters. Because the Netflix movies that they launch typically don't go to theaters. Like The Irishman went to theaters, but really in select few. The marriage story is the same way. Like, there's very few movies that that big blockbuster, like huge director movies that launched that they really launched in theaters widely. And that's actually gearing up to my next point, which is most importantly, I'm kind of sad. Actually, I liked watching Knives Out in theaters. So I, mm-hmm. I actually I liked watching it with an audience. That was actually a fun movie to watch with. Um, with you, although we didn't talk outside this podcast, Never. we were in the same theater and my girlfriend was there and your girlfriend, I believe was there as well. And we kind of all watched it together. And there was this, I don't know, there was this air of mystery in the audience of who did it. Cause I mean, it's a whodunit. And I, I liked that. And I feel like, I don't know, it's kind of sad in a way. Cause I don't think it's going to go to theaters. Yeah. But I'm hoping we'll it does, but yeah, like I, I think I'm, I'm on the same side as you. I think that they'll just release it on Netflix. But uh, I yeah. do like a good whodunit. Like I really liked um, Murder on the Orient Ex- uh, Express, which is an Agatha Christie novel, which they made a movie. 
out of like I liked that movie and I'm pretty excited for Death on the Nile as well. I feel like there's not too many of these like who done it movies. Maybe I'm just missing them, but I, but but I like these. It, it feels like a big game of Clue just on screen. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Number 3, as followed by Variety, actor Dwayne The Rock Johnson announced via the social media that his DC starring film Black Adam is set to premiere on July 29th, 2022. The film is being directed by Jungle Cruise and non-stop director Jaume Collette Serra and will feature Dwayne Johnson as villain-turned-anti-hero Black Adam. <gasps> the Black Adam film will also see the introduction of DC's Justice Society of America. Adam Smasher will be played by all the boys I loved before actor Noah Centineo. Hawkman will be played by One Night in Miami star Aldous Hodge and Cyclone will be played by Euphoria actor Quintessa Swindell. Most recently, James Bond actor Pierce Brosnan was cast as Justice Society of America founder Dr. Fate. This will mark Brosnan's first time featuring in a film of the superhero genre. Adrian, Black Adam, what are you thinking? Wasn't Jungle Cruise supposed to come in in like 2019? Am I crazy? I, I thought that movie came out. Uh, I don't know about come out in 2019. I think it was supposed to come out in 2020, though, but uh, did not come out. We did watch <laughs> nonstop together in theaters, though. Did we? Oh, we did. Oh, that Liam Neeson movie with the train that went nonstop. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. That it was, was kind of good. That was the movie in which I think the, the the first movie in which you came out of the theater constantly saying that was fun. That was, fun. That was, that was fun. the that was the the constant. And then after that, we watched other movies and you said that was fun. Yeah. That was a fun movie. That was fun. Was it good? I don't know, but it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. Vera Farmiga was fun is in that movie as well. Was, oh yeah, you know what she's in? Godzilla King of Monsters. Fun ass movie, man. She's in a bunch of fun movies, wow. baby. Wow. Incredibly connected here. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so real quick, Jungle Cruise was initially slated for October 11th, 2019, before being moved to July 24th, 2020, and then was delayed until July 30th of this year, 2021. Yeah. What? <laughs> Dude, I honestly would have bet money that movie came out. Nope, it has not. Mm. I probably would have maybe had the instinct to watch it, maybe. I don't know. It looks like it, it also could be a fun movie. Emily Blunt, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Come on. Looks good. Jesse Plemons is in it. Oh, Jesse Paul, Clemens. Paul Giamatti is in it. Oh, that's awesome. That's huh. worth a watch for sure. I mean, let's just see how it's reviewed, I guess. But uh, I'd be down. I'd be down for sure. Yeah, because isn't this movie like because Jungle Cruise is literally just a ride at Disneyland World. So is this movie based on a ride? Well, parts of the Caribbean is based on a ride at Disney World. What? Disneyland. You knew that. Maybe, but I didn't remember knowing that, Simon. And that's the most important thing about being surprised. Oh, okay. Interesting. I feel like Kenneth Stadelbauer, who actually, by the way, did not write in for this episode, which surprises me. Um, uh, I appreciate you, Ken. Thank you for writing into us every episode, except for this one. But uh, I feel like Kenneth Stadelbauer would be very disappointed in you. I think he's the ultimate. I don't think I've ever met a Disney World or Pirates of the Caribbean fan as, you know, as... Fan like, as fan like, I got you, man. Don't worry. As hyped as Kenneth Saddlebauer in my life, he really likes Pirates of the Caribbean. So I, I feel like you just disappointed Kenneth Saddlebauer. In fact, he might his heart might have just broke. Oh no! You might have just caused him to shed a tear. 
Can I'll you kiss do. you better. I promise. Don't do it. Once COVID's over, I'll kiss you better. I yeah. swear it. As long as COVID's over. As long as we're out of the white. What? The white I, color coding. I don't care enough about this stupid. Because co- now it's not called lockdown anymore. We're going to call it shutdown, Adrian. Just to confuse everyone so that no one knows what the rules are at all. Just lock everything down for two freaking months and don't let anyone do anything or don't do anything at all. That's all I say. Let me watch movies at the movie theater. That's all I want in life right now. That's literally all I want. They should hire the the people from New Zealand. There's the, the health the health doctors, people from there. We should hire one of them, like pay them a lot of money and say, what did you do? Tell us what you did, you New Zealand person, and we will do this. Do whatever you did to get us so that we can go to the theater every week like we used to. I believe they're called New Zealots. <laughs> That's not true. It's a New Zealander. I don't know why I didn't say New Zealander instead of New Zealand person. I feel like I was, I was almost offensive somehow. I just said it so aggressively. Anyway, is it New Zealanders? Just checking it here just to make sure. Definitely not New Zealots. <laughs> Just kidding. It definitely is New Zealots. Let's keep, let's keep it going. We're f- we're always factually correct. Oh, hold up. I just googled Zealot. Is Zealot a derogatory term? Oh no. No, Zealot is not. Is usually used in the negative content, but doesn't have to be. It could be negative. It could be negative, but it just means that you're, you uh, know, you're overzealous. You're just really you're 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 a fanatic in some capacity for some specific thing. You push a little too hard, perhaps. Like New Zealand. At defeating COVID. Am I right? Ah. <laughs> just let me live my life. Just let me live my life, please. I'm so Yeah, we sad. need to hire like an expert from New Zealand. That, that's the solution. <laughs> Every country should hire a... Why do I suck at words right now? I can't think of words that I'm thinking of. <laughs> I know the word. I've, I've had this happen more often in this podcast than probably any podcast we've done. A representative. I was thinking of the word representative, Adrian. A representative from New Zealand. <laughs> that, it's insane. Honestly, I, My brain is broken. <laughs> my brain is broken right now, okay? Okay. My brain's broken too, Simon. Hold on. I, 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 I just want movies in the theater. I know, I know. We just, we got them for like, we got a taste. We got a taste. We got to see nobody and... Godzilla versus Kong back to back, and now we lost all movies for the next month at least, and they're probably longer. And now it's worse. Now that feels worse. Yeah, because we got a taste. Yeah, it's almost worse. <laughs> it's almost worse. It's like I'm a freaking drug addict for the movie theaters, yeah. and and they gave me a little bit of that. They gave me a little bit of that movie theater drug. A little of the good stuff, baby. A little bit of the good stuff. And, just a sprinkle. Now, just a little sprinkle. It's like you want this little. You want a little more sprinkle? Too bad. Too bad. You're in you're in rehab now. You fucking we're, idiots. We're, we're in the we're in shutdown. We're in the white. We're in the white color code. Lockdown three. The shutdown. It's not really a lockdown. It's just a shutdown. But nobody knows what it means. You can't do anything that in- entertains you, but you can do everything else. We want you to be depressed. Yeah, you can go to retail locations to buy to buy televisions and clothing. That's important in essential in Ontario. And, there, and, you can, and you can fit like 700 people into a Costco. That's totally fine. But you can't fit 10 people into a fucking movie theater. 
What is yeah, this? Yeah, considering like figure it out. Godzilla versus Kong, there's barely anyone in there. We were we were in an empty, there was a, empty movie thing. There was so spread there out. There were 10 people, Simon. There were literally 10 people. I know. In that fucking theater. 10. I know. In this in this huge room. But no, we can't have that. 800 people can go into a freaking Costco. But Costco, Anyways, I, I know that part, but Costco does sell food. So there is a benefit to the Costco being open. It's just insane how many people you can have in there. It just doesn't make any sense. That part doesn't make any sense, but the, the movie theater is literally the definition of something that's not essential. I know you're going to get mad at me now, but... <laughs> Simon, you're fired. I fire you off this you podcast. You can't fire how me. How dare you? This is a co- how dare you're, you? are run- co-hosts. That's not how it works. How... <laughs> I'm firing you. How dare you run a movie and TV show podcast and say that movie theaters are non-essential? Hold on. You're almost as bad as Bob Chappick in this case. What's going on? Whoa, whoa, crazy. Whoa. Don't you dare call me the Disney kingpin, okay, bud? That's not fair. We're not going that far. That's gun. ridiculous. Anyways, Black Adam, I'm kind of excited for this, honestly. I think this uh, this cast is quite good. And Noah Centineo, Aldous Hodge, who I haven't seen in much except for One Night in Miami, but he was amazing in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got yeah, he's so good. Quintessa Swindell, which I haven't watched Euphoria. I'm sure you have a better perspective on her. Is she great? Yeah, she's pretty good. Uh, she doesn't play like a like a ginormous role, but she's, she's in the show. Cool. And Pierce Brosnan. I mean, how can you get more star power-esque than Pierce Brosnan? Really? I feel like Pierce Brosnan's up there in terms of star power with like Tom Cruise, in my opinion. I think that he's just really well known and any of the james bond actors really are but yeah i think this is a great cast i'm kind of curious how this goes i was kind of wondering if this is probably far-fetched because i don't think this movie is rated r but i was kind of wondering if black adam's just going to destroy the dc's justice society of america like it's is justice society of america going to be just completely murked by black adam and just ripped apart I hope so. I just have this weird feeling that that will happen. And I think you know why I think this or why. I'm I know exactly this. why. Yeah. And I don't want to say why because I don't want to spoil anything. But I just think that that would be very interesting that you you set up all these great actors to play these characters and then you destroy them. But then again, what's the plot then after that? I'm not really sure because it's one movie, but um, maybe you set it up as this like dark movie. I, I, I don't know. I'm curious. I'm actually genuinely curious based on the Justice Society of America's existence in this film. And because I don't know what direction DC is going, honestly, I cannot tell. I cannot make heads or tails of it because the most popular property probably that DC has now is Justice League. And that did not seem to be the case like, some time yeah. ago. So I'm not really sure where the heck they're going to go with this and if they're going to make the correct moves or not. We don't know the future of this universe, except for the Batman yeah. looks amazing, and that's the only thing I'm really looking forward to. Everything else I'm looking forward to, but tentatively. I don't have a lot of yeah. faith. I'm just kind of keeping my expectations low, and I'm you know, waiting to see how it is. Yeah, well, it's funny you bring up where that, that you're um, – like you don't really know where DC is going because I don't even think they know. There was uh, – most recently, they, they mentioned how they canceled – two of their movies that, that was on the slate, uh, which is the trench, which is like a spinoff of the Aquaman movie about these monsters in the trench. And it's like, I don't know. Anyways, if you watch Aquaman, I have no idea how they were going to make an entire movie of that. So that, that one kind of makes sense, but they canceled the new gods movie that was supposed to come out, which is like, I guess takes place like way in the past with like a bunch of just like gods. And the reason apparently why they canceled it 
uh, is because Darkseid plays a significant part in that movie, and they didn't want Darkseid's involvement involvement in Zack Snyder's Justice League to kind of conflict with the direction that they want to take their universe. What? Um, that doesn't make I, any sense. I don't know sense. how accurate that is. Yeah, no, t- tell me about it. Tell me about it. That would be the opposite, though. He's already conflicted. Well, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, dude, I, I don't understand the logic, but yeah, they just don't want any sort of connection to Zack Snyder's Justice League and just kind of keep it moving in its own route. So don't include Darkseid, who is, I guess, a major player in Zack Snyder's Justice League or whatever. But then couldn't they just um, reintroduce Ju- Darkseid to just retcon it? Or are they so worried that... They don't want to do that because they actually really do like the fact that Justice League has gotten so much hype and so much attention and signed up so many people to HBO Max that they really actually might go the route of maybe the Snyderverse will be revived because why not just do this? Who cares? It's odd. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. They actually just recently announced as well with like uh, Rob Bat Bat and Bat's Bat Batman movie um, that that takes place in Universe Earth 2. So like a separate universe from the rest of the DCEU. Oh, interesting. I, I think they're going like deep into like this multiverse sort of route. Um, and I don't know, maybe they just want to keep their their options open. Uh, it is weird. It, it seems very odd. But yeah, like I don't think they know what they want to do. I know that there's a Shazam sequel in the works. There's this Black Adam movie. There's the Flash movie. There's the Suicide Squad movie. But like what else are they doing that that we know of for sure that's coming? Yeah, um, hell, man. Even the Shazam sequel is kind of up in the air, um, and I guess like I doubt they're gonna make another Birds of Prey movie, considering how badly that did in um, like commercially. I know it did very well critically, but commercially it didn't do well. So it's I don't know. Like this this whole thing's a mess. Um, Ava DuVernay, though, gets- like the director who was supposed to be, she was writing new gods and i think she was directing it like she's kind of blowing up lately too so it's it's weird that they canceled this because she's kind of been on a roll and i think like she posted on twitter that she was just disappointed that this happened because she kind of poured her heart and soul into it and so i I don't i don't know this is odd. it almost seems like they're going the opposite direction where marvel has the foresight of like hiring these directors that are becoming big or, or 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 these big directors simply put, whereas almost Warner bros is going a, a different route. Are they? No well, offense. Ava to... is not like, she's not that big. She's big. Like she wrote Selma. She but she's directed, growing. Sorry, she directed Selma and she directed yeah. wrinkle and in time she's growing more. So I think, I don't know. Like, do you think that she's, they just picked somebody who's great already? Is that what you mean? Or I don't know. Uh, maybe like, I know that she was just, yeah, she's just growing. Cause I know Selma is very well reviewed wrinkle in time. Not so much, but le- I don't know. You have this director, Jean Colette, Sarah. I don't know that how this jungle cruise movie is going to be, but let's be, let's be honest. Nonstop. Isn't like an amazing movie. It's just a fun movie. We can all agree. It's a fun movie. It's pretty fun. It's a fun time. Like what direction are they trying to go with black Adam? Is this just going to be a fun movie? I, I almost feel like they're going to go that route. And since Black Adam is so directly tied into Shazam, I don't think you can have much of a tonal difference between this and Shazam, which I'm sure they are going to want to connect. Maybe, yeah. I, I, I keep remembering the fact during DC Fandom, The Rock was calling out Superman pretty much, which I find interesting. So I wonder if that yeah. was would ever be a mashup as well. And is that Henry Cavill Superman or is it that? new superman that's you know being 
produced by J.J. Abrams. Like, is that Henry Cavill in that? Is like he he going to star in that one too? I don't know. It, it's completely up in the air. You're completely right, and, and we'll, I guess we'll find out. But yeah, the Ava DuVernay New Gods one was the puzzling one. The Trench didn't surprise me that much, to be honest. Like, I don't have any interest in that at all. So that that doesn't. I don't even know. Like, why would you spin off this movie? Like, just make Aquaman two and I see if it's popular even... enough. Like, what? Yeah. Like. I just don't even know how you would make a trench movie unless uh, maybe they wanted to make it like a horror movie. They I did. know that was the plan. James Wan is attached and like James Wan is a, like, he's a big horror director. He, I know he directed the first saw movie that was written by like Lee Winnell who made uh, invisible man and all of that stuff. Um, and yeah, he has, a, he, he has his hands in a lot of like horror. Yeah. It was apparently buckets or whatever that was rumored to be the plan that that was seemed to be what they were going for is a horror idea in the DC universe, which is interesting again, but they're not taking risks. Just so unfortunate. It's, it, again, you're kind of right. Actually, it is different than Marvel in a lot of ways. Like they they're hiring directors that have been around, but haven't had that much fame. I don't know, but Ava DuVernay is different though. I think that she's actually, she's good and she's up and coming sort of at the same time and that was a, a good move and then now she's not doing it anymore so it's a it's an interesting one yeah i don't know if they they have that much foresight there's something about the the marvel team like behind kevin feige that they just keep picking the right stories to tell and the right directors and creators to tell them i guess we'll find out we will indeed, eventually. Now on to the montage, a sequence of our show in which I briefly present the week's smaller news stories as Adrian delivers a brisk verdict. Number one, according to publication The Hollywood Reporter, Game of Thrones author George R.R. R. Martin has just signed a five-year mid-eight-figure deal with HBO. That's a lot of figures. Number two, according to website Deadline, Russell Crowe has been officially cast in Marvel's fourth Thor film, Thor, Love, and Thunder. It's Thor the fourth Thor, starring Gore, the villain Gore. Number three. As reported by Deadline, the Ryan Reynolds, Samuel L. Jackson, and Salma Hayek starring film The Hitman's Bodyguard's Wife has been moved to a June 16th theatrical release date. I quite enjoyed The Hitman's Bodyguard. Number four. As reported by Deadline, the Star's TV series American Gods, based upon the novel of the same name written by Neil Gaiman has officially been cancelled, but according to Neil Gaiman, the chance for a quick revival and pickup by another network is hopeful. I could have sworn that this was an Amazon Prime original TV series, but maybe, maybe it's just distribution rights here in Canada. It is on stars. It is on stars initially. Number five, as Deadline reports, Midsommar actor Jack Rayner has been cast in Amazon's TV series adaptation of author William Gibson's best-selling novel, The Peripheral. So for American Gods, it is an Amazon original when you look at it through the Amazon Prime app, but maybe that's just here in Canada. Anyways, I really like Midsommar and Jack Rayner. He's a pretty good actor in that movie. Number six, as reported by Deadline, Apple TV Plus's World War II Band of Brothers sequel series, Masters of the Air, is set to star Nate Mann, Austin Butler, and Calum Turner. Oh, snap, Band of Brothers, that's the HBO series. And then the, it, it had the sequel series, The Pacific. Am I correct about that, both on HBO? You are correct. Hmm, Apple TV taking it away. Interesting. Number seven, as reported by Variety, Godzilla vs. Kong director Adam Wingard is set to direct a CG animated adaptation of the 1980s animated TV series, The Thundercats. This is a movie I will probably not watch, maybe, because I have no attachment to The Thundercats. And honestly, 
um, Godzilla vs. King Kong. Uh, I I just like the action in that movie, and there wasn't enough of it. So uh, I imagine the Thundercats won't have a crazy amount of action. Or plot. Number eight. As The Hollywood Reporter notes, Adult Swim's Rick and Morty Season 5 will be 10 episodes in length and will premiere on June 20th, 2021. Pretty cool. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty intrigued by Rick and Morty Season 5. I love the show. It's a good show. Number nine. As reported by Canadian news network CBC, HBO's The Last of Us TV series adaptation is set to begin production in Calgary, Alberta, Canada in July of 2021 and is scheduled for completion for July of 2022. Oh my goodness. So we're probably not going to get this series until like 2023, but I'm still excited for it. Number 10, as Variety reports, Scrubs actor Donald Faison has been cast in Network The CW's live-action adaptation of animated series The Powerpuff Girls, simply entitled Powerpuff. Again, this show is going to be god-awful. What the hell is this? Why is this being made? It pisses me off. Screw this show. It's dumb. And that concludes the montage. What do you have for me, Adrian? Oh my god, what the frick is that noise? <laughs> what the frick? Come on, bud. What the frick? I ordered an Xbox card. What the hell? What the hell, man? Come on, man. I have like on. bumps on the Come back on. of my head, like little moles, I think, that are a little bit painful. Oh, maybe no. they're maybe they're cancerous. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Adrian. I'm so sorry. Yeah, imagine if this was me telling you I had cancer and that's that's how you reacted to it. Oh. <laughs> you know, Oh, oh, I'm no. so sorry. I'm, just, I'm so sorry, Angie. Oh, no. No. Hey, hey, bud. Come on. Dana Carvey was on the Colbert Late Night with Stephen Colbert, and he was doing an impression of, of Joe Biden. And he, his impression of Joe Biden was just like him at the in the, the town hall and just talking to the crowd. But he, he just does it like as a concerned father. He was like, this is kind of it. I feel like my impression is of Dana Carvey doing Joe Biden, but... Come on now. Come on. Come on. Don't do that. Kids. People. I'm just asking for no more malarkey now. Now, come on. Come on. Come on now. I like that. It's not great, though. It's not great. You're not even responding. Now, I can't that see That was a good impression of a impression of a guy. Anyways, I like the Dana Carvey impression. Of, of, of Joe Blyden. I just sometimes I, I I fall into that for some reason because I watched that clip and so now I just sometimes I'm just falling in falling into this impression. It's not very good. I know. I know it's not. I know. Hey now. Hey, folks. 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 Come on now. I just fall into this impression. Is it good? No. No, it's not. But I just do it. I just do it occasionally. Are you going to go on and tell me the freaking new releases? Let's go. Oh, my God. The first one is this is for the week of uh, Monday, April the 5th to Sunday. Sorry. Yeah. Sunday, April the 11th. And the first movie on this list is a movie coming out on Tuesday, April the 6th. And it's called Giants Being Lonely. This was confirmed by this was confirmed by Movie Insider in the Apple TV app. It's a video on demand movie. And it's a it's a high school baseball movie with love. Sex, drugs, and baseball. Uh, okay. What's your thought on baseball? Thoughts? What about it? It's a, it's a good sport. Why? I'm just curious. That's all I wanted to know. 
I've just been thinking about how I really butchered that Biden impression. I feel like I have to bring forth my Jerry Seinfeld impression in order to redeem myself. No. Are you sure? Yeah. I think you like it. No, you're just going to make it worse. <laughs> I think you love my Jerry Seinfeld impression. What's the deal with your Jerry Seinfeld impression? No, that's not. That's not it. That's yeah. not it, Adrian. What's the deal with your Jerry Seinfeld impression, yuck? My Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> it's clearly goofy. But what's the next movie coming out? Come on, Adrian. Let's do it. Amundsen, The Great Expedition. This was confirmed by Apple TV and a different source, but I didn't write down the other source. But again, it is it is confirmed by Apple TV, and that's the most reliable source on the internet after m.the-numbers.com, which I didn't get this source from. This is a video-on-demand movie. It's about, ex- an, uh, it's about an explorer that's going to the North Pole. Is it to meet Santa? I think so. I see. Okay. Excellent. Next. Nowhere in the nowhere in the the movie's description or the trailer is Santa even referenced, but I'm pretty sure that's what the movie's about. I just wanted to make sure. What? It's a prediction. I'm predicting that in the I don't care if Santa's in this movie, Adrian. I don't care. You're having an <laughs> argument with yourself right now. Don't shout at me. You want to talk about your these movies. You announce these movies with your silly write-ups. They don't land sometimes. I'm just proving to you that this didn't land just as bad as my <laughs> Biden impression. Wow, you're just upset that your Biden impression didn't land. You're taking it out on me because I'm the only one around. Anyways, the next movie coming. You didn't coming even up. respond. You didn't even respond when I, I put my heart and soul. Actually, I really didn't. I barely tried, but... <laughs> I, I, I did do an impression and you just didn't even respond at all. I responded. I didn't know if you were going to continue going with it. I didn't want to rudely interrupt your, your impression. You know, sometimes, sometimes it feels like it's hard to connect you and I. I can't see you, my friend. I'll you FaceTime know? you. I'll FaceTime you right now. I made this joke before, like many episodes ago. I'll FaceTime you right now. I'll no, you're it. not. You're not going to, though. Freaking, what are you doing? You're ruining this podcast. I'm, I'm FaceTiming you. can't call me you. right now. <laughs> This is completely unnecessary. Now there's just ringing noises. Hang up. <laughs> I did. Anyways, the next movie that's coming out is coming out on Wednesday, April the 7th. It's Dolly Parton, a music hair tribute. And this is a Netflix original movie. And it's just a bunch of people doing uh, Dolly Parton tributes for because uh, Do- uh, because I, I think Dolly Parton's dead. No, she's not dead. Come on. Why are you saying this? This is oh. the second time. I made this mistake before. I definitely have. Wait, you didn't. Wait, you're not making a joke. You actually thought she was dead again. I thought she was dead again. Yeah. Why? I don't know, Simon. I just thought she was dead. I remember specifically her dying. <laughs> I don't remember. You remember specifically that she died. <laughs> yes. She's age seventy-five, and as far as I know, she's living well in Tennessee. Well, I know someone died. I don't actually know if she lives in Tennessee yet. I'm just looking at her Wikipedia and it says she was born there. <laughs> That's a weird <laughs> assumption. She's in Tennessee right now, Adrian. She hasn't left since she <laughs> She's was born. She's never left once. Yeah. She's still in she the never, hospital. She never toured. She made music. And she toured the hospital because she was born in. She toured Iraq. <laughs> she served in the American War in Iraq. <laughs> what what is happening on this podcast? This episode is all over the place. I have to say, this is the most scatterbrained podcast we've ever done, by far, far by far. Yeah. Although we did have that one podcast that we literally named the worst podcast ever made. That was the worst podcast ever made. Let's be honest. Okay, go come on. 
All right, the rest the rest of these gosh darn movies are all coming out on Friday, April the 9th. Are you prepared for this list of movies? Yes, go just do it. Get through them. Let's do it. So this one's the first one's called Thunder Force. It's a Netflix original movie and it's another superhero movie, but it's a comedy and it has a pretty good cast, including Octavia Spencer, um Jason Bateman's in it. Um ooh, what's that one lady's name? She's in a lot of movies. I'm with one. No, no, she plays uh, Sandra Bullock. No, it's Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. How would I ever have guessed that? Come on. I mean, you guessed Emily Blunt. So why? Like, why wouldn't you guess Melissa McCarthy? But you'd guess Emily Blunt. Melissa McCarthy is nowhere close to the caliber of Emily Blunt, though. Would you agree? Or in terms of acting ability? She's funny. Melissa McCarthy. Wasn't she nominated for an Oscar for a role in? Um, that one movie in 28. Yeah. For like, can you ever forgive me? Wasn't she nominated for an Oscar for like best actress? I just this Melissa McCarthy with the lack of knowledge of her Oscar nominations. Yeah. My like she was, yeah, she hundred percent. She was nominated for an Oscar for that movie. I remember 2018 or 2019. Oh my goodness. I apologize to Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. I know she's listening to this podcast. Just like job, a uh, job, job, Papik. Just like Bob Tappick is listening <laughs> to this podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, I, I so, apologize. Yeah. You should. You should apologize. She was nominated for two Oscars, two a supporting role in 2012 and in 2019 as best performance in an actress in a leading role. Oh my god, I'm a fool. I'm a fool, Adrian. Mm-hmm. I know it. She's also going to be in uh, Thor: The Fourth Thor, starring Gore. I know. I read that just now. Is that mm. real? Yeah, starring starring Gore and Crow. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> That's not going to catch on. Oh man. <laughs> What's the deal with Thor? Oh, no. Adrian, what is happening? What is going on? (laughs) No? Come on. It's not that bad. You like it. You like it. I can't tell, though. I can't see you. Adrian, come on. What is going on? I bet bet Dawn is listening to me upstairs, my girlfriend, and she's like, what the? Oh, no. Oh, no. This podcast, it's, it's over now, I think. That's what she's thinking. That's what she's thinking. I guarantee you. I'm thinking the same thing. No, Adrian, come on. Come on, man. Yeah. Have you seen The Fireflies? No. Well, obviously, because it comes out on Friday, April the 9th on Netflix. That was a trick question. I've seen Firefly, like the Joss Whedon. Oh, oh, that's the movie. Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. Yes. It's the sequel to The Firefly TV series. Anyways, the next movie coming out is a movie called Night in Paradise. It's a Netflix original movie. It's about a mobster betrayed with a target on his back who meets a woman with her own demons as he hides away from the people targeting him and and the and the and uh, on his back. What? That's the most ridiculous sentence. I don't even understand. Just move on. What's the next movie? My true fairy tale. I just feel like one of these movies is going to have like you you once described a movie ridiculously and then it ended up having like Jodie Foster and and uh, and Benedict Cumberbatch in it. And hmm. I feel like a lot of these movies have like some big name actors. They're going to be like nominated for an Oscar in 2021. And we'll have no idea what the movie is at the end of the day because you described it as a mobster betrayed with a target on his back meets a woman with her own demons as he hides away. What the hmm. hell is that? That's all you need to know, man. What's the deal with Adrian's oh, descriptions? Jesus. <laughs> 
My True Fairy Tale is the next movie, and this is confirmed by Movie Insider and m.the-numbers.com, the most reliable source on the internet. It's a video on a man movie, and it's about three 17-year-old girls that get into a car accident, and two of them survive, but one disappears. And the one that disappears goes on a miraculous journey. Now, is this miraculous journey death, or is this miraculous journey a different journey when she's still alive? I can't tell. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The next movie that's coming in is a movie called Held. That's confirmed by the most reliable source on the internet, m.theheavennumbers.com and the Apple TV app. It's a video on demand movie, and it's about a couple in a struggling marriage that's struggling to get out of a of a hostage situation that, that they've been put in because they're the hostages from a stranger that's keeping them in a vacation home, man. They're hostages. They're in trouble. What? Again, what a description. Unbelievable. It's a good description. Everyone knows what that movie's about now, except for you. I'm sure that movie has Alison Brie in it or something ridiculous. Oh, no, I would have mentioned that. Oh, yeah, you probably would have mentioned that. Or it's Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep is one one part of the couple. Yeah, she's overrated, man. Anyways. (laughs) Okay, okay, hold up, hold up. I got to stop you here, obviously. There's guaranteed somebody who's listening to this podcast who would hear you say that Meryl Streep is overrated. And just turn us off immediately. It's a reference. Yeah, but what if they didn't get that reference? What if they didn't understand that reference, huh? Where the hell and have you been? Turn off this podcast. They're just going to be like, oh, wow. How can this guy not like the, uh, the Meryl Streep? I don't understand references. I'm living under a rock for five years. What? <laughs> this, what kind of accent is that? And why are you in a rack for five years? I said living under a rock. Oh, living under a rock for five years. Come on. I, th- I thought you were bringing back my like I'm living under a rock for five years. I thought you were bringing back my joke of a rack or like being like, you know, I, I brought up the rack joke. I don't even remember in what context. Too late. Who cares? That was a ridiculous. By the way, that was probably the worst joke of our podcast. That was a good joke. <laughs> that was a good joke. I I thought that was hilarious. Anyways, the next movie that's coming out is a movie called Hollow Point. Dolly Parton was touring Iraq. That's what you said. <laughs> Has nothing to do with anything. Nothing at all. Although my joke wasn't much better. I said she was touring the hospital. That's not that's not hard either. Anyway, whatever. Sorry, Hollow Point. It's coming out Friday. What's the plot? Okay, so this is, a, this is coming on video on demand. It's a rental movie or, or purchase. It's about a dude's wife and daughter, and they get murdered. And then this dude, he goes on a rampage and then gets caught in a war between bad guys and vigilantes. But are the vigilantes good guys, or are they also bad guys? Who knows? I don't know. The next movie that's coming out is a movie called Mofi. Mofi. And this is confirmed by m.theheavynumbers.com. The most Freaking like Elmer Fudd from um, Looney Tunes. Space Jam 2. Where are Lola Bunny? Anyways, Moffy. It's coming by the most reliable source on the internet, m.theheffernumbers.com and the Apple TV app. It's a video on demand movie. This movie is currently rated 100% on Rotten Tomatoes with 33 reviews. And it's about a young man drafted in 1981 to the South African military. And things get intense, presumably. I see. Interesting. Hmm. And then finally, the last movie that's coming out is a movie called Voyagers. And this is confirmed by Movie Insider and the most reliable source on the internet, m.theheavynumbers.com. This is a movie coming out to the theater. Theaters. Not here in Ontario because we can't enjoy our life 
Um, and this is about uh, people in the future bred for intelligence, and they embark on a journey to colonize a planet. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, did you watch the trailer for this? Actually, I have. No, I haven't. Is it good? No, it, it has, doesn't look good. No. It has Ty Sheridan in it. I don't like Ty Sheridan. I know you don't like him. I don't know. I, I like him. I think he's a good actor. But like, uh, I, I think you should watch the, the, tra- the trailer. It doesn't look like it's going to be good in my opinion. I believe actually, though, this is the same director as the movie Limitless. Mm, that movie was so, I mean, okay it, from what I remember. Yeah, it could be good. I don't know. I'm not, I wasn't that into Limitless. So I'm not so sure. It's Neil Berger. That's his name. Neil Berger. Burger. I don't think Ty Sheridan has been in a good movie from what I can remember. So, yeah. What? That's not fair. He was like he, one of the first movies he started in was like, it was really great. was mud, mud. And you don't like really ready player one, but a lot of critics and people do like ready player one. You're just kind of, I feel like you're in the minority on that one, Adrian. I'm right about it. But the movie mud is actually well regarded. It's the, Matthew McConaughey starring movie. It's ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Came out mm. in twenty twelve. It was like the the beginning of the the uh, McConaissance, the Matthew McConaissance. I think they call it. Who, who calls it that? There are people out there that call it that. The Matthew McConaissance. You've never heard okay. that before. No. It's like when he was like started being in like True Detective and Mud and like all these movies all at once. Then he. He was he was like nominated for an Oscar for Dallas Buyers Club, and I think he won, if I recall correctly. And then there was Interstellar, and all that stuff. Yeah, Interstellar, and I feel like he's now a force to be reckoned with. He was only in rom coms, and then all of a sudden he was in so many movies. Whoa, 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 whoa! Never. Only in rom coms? Very much. Well, not only, but very like more. You ever watch the hit movie? Days and Confused from 1993. Yeah, that was like one of his starting roles. In fact, it might have been his first role. It's a great movie. Great cast as well. Yeah, I know. But the, after that, he was in almost in exclusively rom-coms. Can we mm-hmm. agree on that? Anyway, he did actually win best, uh, best Performance by an Actor in a Leading Role for Dallas Buyers Club, just for the record. Anyways, this episode is running a little long. We've made some terrible jokes. I've made some... Uh, let's say okay impressions. You know, my Jerry Seinfeld is top notch, but the Biden impression, um, not so great. So uh, I think we should wrap it up. What do you think, Adrian? What do you think? Or do you want to hear my uh, Jerry Seinfeld impression one last time? Uh, no, no. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. We can all agree. So you're saying you don't want to wrap it up? But you do want to hear the Jerry Seinfeld impression? You son of a gun! Stop. You know or, what? You do whatever. Or you want. Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Should I close this episode with the Winnie Pooh, Winnie the Pooh? Uh, Impression? What do you think? You know what, man? I'll let you have it. Do it. Take it away. Okay. Okay, Adrian. Well, thank you for joining me, Adrian. I, I really do. Um, I know this episode ran long. It was a it was a bit of a goof fest. But we did talk about Godzilla versus Kong. And I do appreciate your opinion on that movie and many other things. So thank you for joining me. And uh, I hope to see you next week. You won't see me next week. We're going to talk through the internet. Unless you want me to FaceTime you. I won't see you. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Ha ha ha. Hilarious. Anyways, audience members out there, please write into us. Split focus podcast at gmail.com. We ask our audience to write into us every week. We'll specifically 
address your comments and questions and concerns every episode if we can. Uh, Kenneth Stadelbauer wasn't able to write into us this episode. And uh, I mean, he can't, he's, he's only one man, you know, he can't write into us every episode. So we ask everyone else out there, please write into us at splitfocuspodcast.gmail.com. We want to hear from you. And uh, yeah, like our episodes, subscribe to them if possible on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Podcasts. Leave a review. And at last, there's only one thing left to do. Thank you for for listening to the 40th episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and this is Adrian Penta signing off. Think, 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 Adrian. Thank you so much for that, Pooh Bear. Um, something definitely seems wrong with your windpipe, but you know, maybe, maybe you'll perfect it over time. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while since I actually cracked out the Winnie the Pooh. I haven't had a good place to practice. There's no good place to practice. <laughs> I know. I know that I, I would, I was doing it around my girlfriend, but she was like, she looked at me like I was insane. And so, you know, yeah. I don't blame I moved her. in with her. Moved in with her, and since that moment, I haven't been talking to myself as Winnie the Pooh or Jerry Seinfeld or Arnold Schwarzenegger as often, and so now I'm, I'm rusty. And so Winnie the Pooh sounds like he's got COVID, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, Thank you very much for listening. Um, I hope everyone has a good night. Uh, t- uh, uh, there is one final thing that I must say. Um and, uh, and and that is is although we made a bunch of jokes this podcast, this last thing is not a joke. Batman v Superman is a great movie. It's a good movie. It's a fantastic movie. Take care. Goodbye. Take care. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> you even know it's bad. Why do you keep on doing it? <laughs> I was going to say goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. You're scaring me, Simon. You're scaring me. We're cutting this shit out. Oh, no. You should keep it in. Goodbye. It adds character. It adds character, Simon. It makes you who you are. It's my Voldemort impersonation. I'm not leaving this in. It's too long already. (laughs) Goodbye. You don't want me to do my Voldemort impersonation? (laughs) No. (laughs) No, I'm definitely cutting this out. If I don't cut this out, it would literally mean that I was tied up. In a garage or like a basement somewhere and told that if I don't leave this in, I will be shot in the face. I'll make sure that happens. If I leave this in, if I leave that Voldemort, do that again, actually. Just do that again for the record. (laughs) Yeah, that's, yeah, it's, no, that's garbage. (laughs) That's all garbage. Yeah, guaranteed. If I leave this in, send help. Send help. Okay, audience? Send help. He lives at 32 Vimy Ridge. What? What the, f- what the, what is that reference? Goodbye. You don't remember the the Great Battle of Vimy Ridge, Simon? Oh, I Canadian... do. What does this have? To... <laughs> it has nothing to do with it. I just brought it up, man. Vimy Ridge. I had a, I had a great ten history teacher that was super into Vimy Ridge. Loved the Battle of Vimy Ridge. Loved it. This is the end of the podcast, Adrian. Say goodbye. <laughs> Take care. Goodbye.